All right, so episode 89. Hit it! All righty. What's up, everybody? Good morning to you, good afternoon to you, good evening to you out there. This is another episode of your girlfriend's favorite podcast. My name is Vosani Mativa. I'm sat across Glenny Sizwe Nleba Moyo. And we are are your lovely hosts of the show, co-hosts to each other, of course. Uh, Before I get into anything, please do follow us on our socials. We are on Twitter. We're called at YGF Podcast or your girlfriend's favorite podcast if you search for it like that. And same thing on Instagram. Search for your girlfriend's favorite podcast or your girlfriend's fave pod. And you'll find our socials there where you can... Hit us up, comment, like our posts, tell us what you love about us, what you don't. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot, like, there's going to be a lot of stuff that they don't like about us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just interact with us. So yeah. do that, follow us, and we'll talk to you back on those pages. My girlfriend said that I hate being wrong. It's like one of my weaknesses. Mm. And I'm like, but I'm never wrong. <laughs> <laughs> And then she's like, yeah, no, you and Wusser are wrong a lot on your podcast. I'm like, but, like, when? Like, when are we ever wrong? Because all we do is share opinions. We don't mm. really share statistical facts that much. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I just think people should keep that in mind. Uh, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I was watching the Brilliant Idiots podcast. Okay. And they were speaking about somebody, like, one of these media personalities. I couldn't, rem- I can't remember who they were talking about, but they said that this person always speaks down to people and Mm. i'm like i want to just dead that like possibility that we could be speaking down to people like we speak to people about the way we feel Mm. that's all it is that's all this podcast actually is and maybe there's some advice there on past experiences that we've had it's advice you don't have to take it yeah (laughs) it's not like a a rule book or a guide on how to live your life this is just how me and rosa feel about certain things and that's what it is i feel like the only people we speak down on uh dudes who are down bad like incels <laughs> okay well we don't also speak down on them because in many podcasts we've been like okay you guys could do this yeah. you could do this it's not like we try to uplift them exactly. we try to give them game absolutely absolutely we try to give them game on life so what one thing i don't want to do is seem sanctimonious on this podcast it seems like yeah. ho- like we're holier than thou or anything like that now it's just what it is yeah man if you like porn with girls in uniform, <laughs> you should do you. <laughs> Shout out to Sim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got a, a comment. Yeah. Um, good friend of mine, also a long-time supporter of the show. Right. He said uh, on the last episode, he laughed about the chicken murder line. <laughs> and he just said a message for us was, hey, man, the last part was hilarious. Mm. Controversial topics spiraling off topic mm. and sprayed with humor has always been your guy's strong point. 10 out of 10 Lovely, fire emojis. Man. Lovely. Time to put that shit on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. So, okay, yeah, shout out still, to man. Sia for that message, man. We Dope, really man. appreciate it. Dope. Especially because he said it's always been our strong point. He spoke to like what makes us us yeah. in the show, you know? That's like, a fact. We always have a headline and yeah. we find ourselves 10 minutes later like, how did we get here? <laughs> like, yeah. Let's, let's like backtrack. Track back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah, it's so true. That's, just, that's just how the show goes. Yeah, no, it's true. Like taking very controversial topics or serious things and making them humorous 
is pretty much what our goal has been from the beginning mm. because I think we realized very early that we're not going to talk about gossip shit <laughs> all the time on the podcast. Yeah. We're like, nah, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to take like things that we actually like talking about and we're going to make that shit funny. Yeah. Yeah. For real. But you know, they say good art comes from a dark place. Mm. So yeah, we've, we've done a lot of that and we've stumbled on a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> we have stumbled on a lot of that, like really dark topics that just shouldn't be subjects for humor. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, right. But yeah, no, that's that's your girlfriend's favorite podcast, really summed up in a very short, short paragraph there. Shout yeah. out to Sia, man. All right, so without further ado, you want to get into this? Yeah, let's get into it. Um, anything that you want to get into <laughs> to begin with, or mm-hmm. yeah, anything you're rushing to? No, there's nothing itching me today. Yeah, I've got a few like uh, soft, like soft core porn, <laughs> <laughs> soft core topics. It's got a bit of hentai. <laughs> <laughs> Some tentacles out there, yeah. man. Okay, some uh, J-O-I. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, I was watching this YouTube show mm-hmm. uh, called Blue Therapy or Blue Couch Therapy. All right. Uh, it's It's been trending on Twitter where mm-hmm. there's this bald-headed, bearded dude in a suit mm-hmm. sat across his girlfriend in a pink dress and they're talking to this white therapist. All right. And that dude is very narcissistic very condescending of his the girlfriend therapist. oh the, the guy yeah, yeah okay, like yeah. he shits on the therapist the whole session and he shits on his girlfriend's opinions like he's like the worst <laughs> dude ever right yeah and then like there's a other guy so like if you've ever watched this so the guy i'm talking about his name is paul mm-hmm. and then his girlfriend's name is Ch- chioma or something there it's in it's based in the uk okay and then there's a second couple on this YouTube series mm-hmm. called Jamal and Deborah. Mm-hmm. Also, all the couples are black. Just the therapist is some white lady. Mm. Deirbra. So, Jamal and Deirbra. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, okay. uh, with the Jamal guy, he's like 27. Yeah. Thought he's hustling. You know, he's doing the most he can. And his girlfriend, Deborah, she's like 24. She, she wants like the material life. Mm. So there was like a point in the therapy, right, where he said to her, like, he said to the therapist, like, she wants like expensive gifts, and she uh, she agrees. She's like, yeah, I want expensive gifts. Mm-hmm. Like a gift to me has to be expensive. Like that's her mindset in life, you know, lavish lifestyle. Mm. So the dude was like, yeah, there was just one time I bought her a Gucci bag. Yeah, and two weeks later, she was asking me like why aren't we going on a trip to greece right maybe they had planned a trip or Mm. just spoken about it Mm. and then dude said no i can't i just bought you the super expensive gucci Gucci bag bag, like which is probably the price of a vacation (laughs) and there she is in therapy saying but why couldn't we do both (laughs) like why does she feel so entitled to that bro like it's the craziest thing ever like her entitlement that's what i want to get to today Mm. Like the the entitlement women feel towards mm. men's pockets, right? Oh yeah, no. <laughs> uh, this is gonna touch on something that we spoke about last night as well. So, this is something that I wanted to speak about today. Okay. So yeah, uh, it's not. I'm just. I was just using that show as the premise, mm. Mm. right? Because even in therapy, here's this lady not seeing her entitlement. Mm. She's just thinking that's okay, going off the excuse that. 
oh, when I was growing up, my dad got me everything. He treated me like a princess. Mm, and mm. that's the treatment women deserve. That's yeah. what she says, like, now in the diary camps. Yeah. She's like, excuse me, she's like, females deserve princess treatment. Mm-hmm. And then she even said that there was a time she lived with her aunt and uncle. Mm. And she saw how her uncle treated her aunt, which is how she also bases, like, how she wants her own relationships. And she said she didn't like what she saw Mm. because she said her aunt had so many financial responsibilities and was paying bills. Mm. So in my head, I'm like, basically, you just don't like the fact that your uncle was broke. (laughs) Like, simple. (laughs) it's not that he was mistreating your aunt. The problems you're listing is that he was broke and wasn't paying everything for her. Yeah. And she just wants to be that woman that spoiled everything, financed, like, everything. Mm. And then, during the week on the timeline, Mm -hmm. of course, there's that hilarious screenshot of somebody's, like, some guy and some girl talking, where the girl sends the guy a message saying, there's load shedding, can you please buy me food? Mm -hmm. And the guy responds, like, 20 hours later, (laughs) like, (laughs) saying, like... I he put a boundary like no we're still in a talking stage I don't yeah. appreciate you demanding or asking oh. me to buy you food I thought rules were reversed and like I thought that was the guy asking for that shit nah, that was the girl asking the for girl that. was asking for food oh. and the guy put his boundaries and said we're still getting to know each other yeah. I don't want you to come at me asking me to buy you things okay. at this stage of the relationship yeah, like we're yeah. still in a talking stage okay, and then obviously. <laughs> It got all the women on the timeline up in arms. Of saying, it does. Saying, wow, you couldn't even just buy her food. What, what? And it's like, no, he communicated. How he felt. How he felt. Communicated yeah. his boundaries respectfully. Mm. He, very didn't, respectfully. he didn't swear at her. Yeah. anything. Yeah, very respectfully. He just said, I'm not comfortable with that. This is where we are. I don't want to be buying you things or having you ask me to buy you things more specifically. Mm, mm, mm. But of course, women feel entitled to men's money. So women were all up in arms saying he's a broke nigga. Why are you so stingy to just buy her stuff? And <laughs> Man, look, this is um, a common thread on our podcast. Mm. The double standards that exist between the sexes, right? Women feel entitled to men's things. But men can never feel the same way about women's things, mm. right? One of the things that the ladies last night said, one of um, one of our colleagues and Tando's friend, she said that men are working for their women. The money that they earn, exactly. <laughs> if, exactly. She saw, if she saw my face right Exa- now. <laughs> exactly. I saw your face. That's exactly how I reacted. I was like, for those of you wondering what face I made, look up like a Russell Westbrook Westbrook gif where he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or the Allen Iverson practice. <laughs> like, <laughs> one of those two faces, perfect yeah. descriptions, uh, perfect uh, descriptions of how Vista just reacted. But she's basically said that um, whenever you, you, you work, whenever you go to work, you're, you're not working for yourself anymore. The money that you make isn't for yourself anymore. Jeez. And I said, I agree to some degree. Yeah. Okay. I agree that the money that I make is going to my girlfriend, mm-hmm. a portion of it, but it's also going to me, okay? If there's something that I want, it's still my money. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm not going to sabotage our household because I'm buying things that I want. You know, I still know that I've got responsibilities before I buy luxury items, right? Yeah. That's all it is. But she's saying, no, your money is not your money anymore. Indota must be sponsoring or supporting his girl's lifestyle. 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, if roles were reversed, for instance, uh, like what, what what the comment that I made is that this is why, and it was kind of tongue in cheek at the time, but I actually believe this. Looking back, I said that this is why women's rights will never make strides. Hmm. The rights of women and you know gender inequality will always remain as they are because women feel like this they, because all they the women want to be unequal unequal they want to be unequal yeah. they want it's like they're striving for it and she she made the the argument that no if you give women money you'll know that there'll always be food in the fridge nigga i buy the food in the fridge <laughs> <laughs> There'll always be food in the fridge. There'll always be a hot meal. I'm like, I shop fitted, you know, whatever, bro. Like, yeah. yes, we both have roles here. Yeah, Maybe that applies in your relationship. Men don't know where the grocery store is. We don't know where it is. <laughs> we don't know what to buy. Like, I always confer with my partner. I'm like, okay, should we buy this, this, this? Yeah, I feel like we should have mm. this. We make that decision together. Exactly. All right. I don't ever. I don't think in a household where both people are working that only one person should hold that power to make yeah. consumer decisions in our household. Yeah, if yeah. we're both earning, we both should have a say in what we're eating and what we're buying, like what entertainment things we should do for the month, activities. That's not a one-person thing, right? So my my issue is the double standard. If, if the roles had been reversed and I said that, like, no, a woman should be working to satisfy her husband financially. Would it not be ridiculous? Yeah, they were gonna. The room would be up in arms. They'd be against me, dude, yeah. because this whole thing started with the black coffee divorce scandal with Entle and Bali, whatever. Like that yeah. whole shit. That chick gets sixty five thousand a month from black coffee. She used to make twenty thousand on Isabaya before she 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 was told to quit her job by black coffee. Yeah. So it's like she didn't buy electricity. I'm like, you got sixty five k. You didn't buy electricity just to prove a point. That this guy's not supporting you. <laughs> Just to prove a point. Exactly. So, my whole thing is... The double standards need to be eradicated. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's just the way I, I feel I about it. I just want to understand. And a lot of women feel that way. I just want to understand why they feel so entitled. I, I don't know. That's just what I want to understand. Look, I said to her... She, she said that you're a hunter. I said... No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a caveman, dude. <laughs> exactly. Both of the people in my household, myself and my girlfriend, are working individuals. We both earn salaries. I am not a hunter, okay? I'm not a caveman. Mm. <laughs> I told her that this times have changed, dude. Like, if you really want things to change for women, you need to get out of that mentality. You need to get out of the mentality that men need to do this for women, women need to do this for women. Like, those gender roles... That you guys yeah. are fighting so hard to get rid of, you're just keeping it like going. Yeah, like, you're keeping an the agent p- of them. Ex- you're exactly. So I don't know. I don't know, dude. Like it, ju- it just surprises me because anytime when it comes to finances, right? Mm. Like when a man says no, women immediately go up in arms on the on social media, mm. and they're like, mm. "Wow, what a weak man," or whatever. And it's like. Okay, but why? Just because he doesn't want to give you his money. <laughs> that's that's a wild thing. Like, that's the part that kills me, that they get mad for mm. something that's not theirs. I'd understand if you gave him money. Yeah. And then you're asking for it back. Back, and say yeah. No. yeah. He literally went out there, earned that money. It goes into his account mm. under his name. Yeah. 
and here you are saying, no, but he has to spend it on me. Like, how? Yeah. Like, how does this work? Fam, this girl literally told me last night that she lies to her husband about, uh, to her uh, boyfriend about what she earns, dude. She lies about it, dude. And she said this in front of the dude. I'm like, dude, are you okay with this? He's like, ah, what can I say? <laughs> I'm like, dude, come on, bro. Like, there's no way, there's no way you can do this. Like, you're telling me that girl that was asking for that food and shit couldn't just hit up Uber Eats and order a Big Mac. Bro. And I'm sure that the argument from the women is, why couldn't he do that for yeah, her? Why couldn't she just get him a Big Mac? It's 40 bucks, whatever. That's the, the women's argument is always so strange because it's like, you don't realize how, how you sound. Because yeah. they always say, yeah. it's just McDonald's. You're telling me you, you, you're, you're crying about 50 Rand. No. And I'm like, okay, so spend your own spend 50 Spend your own 50 Rand. Like, yeah. They got to be spending somebody else's money. That's why they <laughs> lie about what they earn. <laughs> like, there's a video. <laughs> so, I, I don't know if it's linked to a music video or something for some American rapper. Mm. Where it's like a skit where the guy's a cashier. Mm. And he like steals $5 from the lady buying at the till. Yeah. And then the lady's like, I, like give me my money back. And I was like, what money? Then she's like, the money you stole from me. Like my change. I need it back. Then the guy's like, no, I didn't steal any money. Then the girl's like, oh, so you're so broke, you need to steal $5. And the guy's like, you're so broke, you need to ask for it back. <laughs> 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 That's the, literally the situation. They're oh, like, you're yeah. so broke, you can't buy McDonald's yeah. for this girl that you're, you're chasing. And it's like, but is she so broke, she can't buy it for herself? Like. That, that's odd. That's very odd to me. I just feel like when women don't get their way, when finances were concerned, then they rally up together to say, oh, men, this and that. And I'm just waiting for a true feminist, like in the best sense of the word, to just make a stance and say, girl, Miss Independent, man, like mm. Neo on these hoes. She's got her own thing. That's why <laughs> I love her. Like, that's what we need. Like, more mm. women to think like that. Because if they don't, like, I've been watching a lot of videos about feminism. Because there's something about it that annoys me, Russ, so much. And one of the things that the, these ladies said is that, uh, no, women will never, um, men have never been oppressed solely on the fact that they're men, right? They're trying to argue um, whether or not men have been historically oppressed or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, Yes, niggas have been exactly. historically oppressed, but they haven't been oppressed solely on the fact that they're men, the way women have, right? Mm. Like in ancient Greece, for instance, they have councils, right? But the council is made up of men only. And that's yeah. what their idea of democracy was. Like you vote, like they created this concept of democracy. If you vote, only men over the age of like 20 or something could vote. And that's it. That was their democracy. Women could not have any say in yeah. that. But... That's an example of historical oppression of women. But if you think about the historical oppression of men, okay, fair enough, it's by the hands of other men. <laughs> yeah. We've been historically exactly. oppressed, dude. You can't say men have not been oppressed. And now if you want to have an oppression Olympics, <laughs> <laughs> like an oppression battle, fine, you win. But you cannot continue to play the victim if you act like you're not empowered, or if you don't empower yourself, rather. 
Mm. You cannot continue to play the victim if you don't at least try to empower yourself. And women have not done that. They've not done that I, at all. I feel like women, right? They they want men to provide for them. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Most men in society, we we accept that role to right. provide. Right. There's no issue with that. But then at the same time, then women want to, like, at the same time, who, me or you? So at the same time, then, like, women will want to then be treated mm. like they are not being provided for. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, yes, because men provide in the street women like shit. No, that's not what I'm no, getting no, at. No, no, But what I'm saying is that, like, women will literally want to be like, okay, you pay all the bills, you provide, you you buy me gifts, you finance my whole entire life, mm. but you must treat me like we're 100% equals mm-hmm. as well. Mm. And it's like, but it, it can't work. It can't, like, work, like it can't that. work like that. Yeah, that's no, true. No, I agree with you. It, it, it can never... Look, we, we had that chat on this podcast about um, wanting... 50-50 in a relationship, okay? Mm. Whether it be 50% effort, 50% affection, 50%... Okay, it can never be 50% financially. Somebody will earn slightly more than the other. It'll never yeah. be that the exact same rand value or whatever. But that means you need to make up for it in some other way, okay? There needs to be an even distribution of relationship-based assets, dude. <laughs> Like, it, yeah. it's not always a material thing. It needs to be a relationship-based asset that you bring, whether it be cooking, whether it be cleaning, you need to bring something else to the table of what you lack in what the financial or other aspects in the in, in the household. That's the way I feel about it. Exactly. That's just the way I feel about it. I, I think there needs to be more balance in relationships. Men can not continue to be the flag bearers in yeah. in relationships, dude. Like I, I was going going back into my old tweets, and one of the tweets, probably my most viral tweet, <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that ladies, coochie is not a Valentine's gift, right? Mm. I repeat, box emoji is not a Valentine's <laughs> gift. Yeah. And all the quote tweets were saying, "Well, mine is." I'm like, okay. If your coochie is not, like, manufacturing gold on a consistent <laughs> basis, like, schmelting it like money heist or some shit. <laughs> if it's not doing that, then it's not a gift, dude, okay? It's a gift, but it shouldn't be a primary gift. Right? Yeah. And this girl's like, yeah, no. Uh, this one guy, I re- uh, quote, tweeted, no, we're just going to tie it up in a bow, and they're gonna, we have to act like we've seen it for the first time. <laughs> we're seeing it for the first time right now. It's like... No, women get away with doing the bare minimum because they know that that's men's weaknesses, right? Yeah. They won't go out there and get a thoughtful gift. Well, maybe some of y'all girlfriends, but <laughs> <laughs> they won't go out and get a thoughtful gift and like you know actually put effort, spend a mm. bit of money because they feel like they are enough. They're they're the prize. That's yeah. a disgusting mentality to have for women, dude. I think that that's just reprehensible. Because when you do ask as well, like why do you feel? you deserve some of the things you you claim to deserve. Mm. It's always the most unfulfilling answers. Mm. It's always like, because I'm beautiful. Look at this, like, I'm all of this. And then they, like, f- wave to their body and their figure. It's like, 
So just as a result of being biologically there. <laughs> your existence. <laughs> your existence. Yeah. That's why you deserve everything, really. Oh, my God. That's why you deserve trip to Greece. Just because you are who you are. You. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Dude, it, it sucks because I love women, right? And I just want to see better for them. That's <laughs> the fact of the matter. I, I want the I want them to do better for themselves. Mm. Um, funny enough, our most popular episode is based on exactly this. Yeah, women love yourselves. Just love yourselves, and if you f- find yourself in a position where men aren't gonna do certain things for you, then do it for yourself. Because I, for one, if I had the means to make sure that my girl never works again, I think most guys would opt for that, right? If they we're in the position to financially be like, baby, quit your job. You don't have to do this anymore. Then I'd probably opt for that. I, I don't, don't want them to quit like chasing their dreams. Now, that's a yeah. different thing. But if they don't want to work, if they just want to be a house mom, make sure that my household is in order. I think... And that's fine. <laughs> you see, if I was to be in a position like that, right? Mm. I'd, I don't think it would be beneficial for the women that I'm with. Because... You're very quickly, I think, there they becomes a power ba- uh, power shift, right? Mm-hmm. And there becomes power imbalances. Okay. Whereby, if I feel like I'm r- bringing in so much money every year, mm-hmm. you just sit at home, cook meals, mm-hmm. take the kids to school. Mm-hmm. Like, chances are, when you want to raise your opinions, I'm most likely going to tell you, don't shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> shut up, don't <laughs> nag me. Mm. I provide. Mm. Chances are, and that's what happens on a large scale across the globe. Yeah, no, I hear you. Uh, So, I feel like women need to get themselves away from that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be a housewife. Mm -hmm. But you also need to be privy to the, like, you need to be privy to the fact that there will be a power imbalance in your relationship. Mm -hmm. Because, unfortunately, we live in a world where capitalism is how we like you know how we run our society mm-hmm. which means money and finances mm. are power yeah and whoever has more of it has more power mm. unfortunately but i was also like and i believe this i think competence is power as well that's why i said that i don't want women to stop chasing their dreams if they don't want to work a day job mm. then they don't have to right if i have the means to make that possible i'd finance their studies i'd finance an entrepreneurial pursuit yeah. like i'd make sure that they're not stagnant because that not only um creates the power imbalance that you're talking about it also makes women it makes people depressed being non-productive makes people depressed yeah okay uh not being not being able to express yourself in whatever manner if you're creative it makes you depressed if you're somebody let's say for instance you're somebody have you met those people that compulsively clean? Or have you heard about people that are like this? They do things because they don't want to be still, mm. right? That makes them depressed if they're ever still for too long. Yeah. And I think a lot of us noticed that during uh, during the lockdown that we... It, that complacency actually... Oh, it hurts, bro. Okay? So, I'm saying that, okay, you don't have to work a day job per se if you don't like it. Because those people are working day jobs to finance their lives. And yeah. not because they're passionate about it. Find something that you're passionate about, and I'll finance that. That's that's where my stance is. Find something that you're, you're passionate about. If you want to go back to school, maybe you had your baby, and 
you know, you weren't able to finish your studies, you know, do mm. that type of thing because that that level of complacency is nah. Yeah. I don't think it's desirable at all. Jordan Peterson was actually saying like most people's dreams when you ask them, "What do you where do you see yourself when you're 60?" Most people are like, "Yeah, I know, on the beach sipping uh pina coladas and margaritas." You're like that is a short-term plan. You can only do so much yeah. of that. Like really like that vacation will last a good 10 days and then you're going to go want to go back to doing something more productive. Yeah. Because humans are not made for that. They're not made for just sitting sipping pina coladas. You yeah. have to do something constructive. You have to do something productive even at 60. Yeah. Yeah. True, definitely. Probably especially at at older ages. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want your brain to start deteriorating. Deteriorating or your body to start yeah. deteriorating exactly. Yeah. I just want I just want women to drop the the entitlement and empower themselves. That's all I want for them. That's yeah, that's basically what that's I want. That's literally saying, all right? I want for yeah. them. Like just drop the entitlement and empower yourself. Empower yourself. Like it's that simple. Sometimes we'll say no, this is not simple. You know <laughs> most I'm not going to say most. That's a very big accusation. But a lot of women use men as their come up. Yeah. Like, facts. once they like they use them, literally. Once they've gotten what they need from them, they, they dip. <laughs> mm. And that's just it. And that's not... Em- that's, that is empowerment. But that is manipulative empowerment. Like, you're, exactly. you've empowered yourself. Sure, you're, you're richer now. You're more famous, whatever it is. But that's... It's nasty. That's all. It's just nasty. Why don't you do something more constructive, dude? Like, the government's literally giving out money for people to go study. Yeah, it's not a perfect system yet, but it, it will be. They're literally giving out p- money to people to go study. Go study something, empower yourself, make yourself more competent. And in that way, you won't get screwed over by a nigga. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I, I've got nothing more to add on to that. Dude, it's, it's, it's nasty. Like, uh, it's gross. It's actually, it's quite disgusting. But yeah, like I said, I'm not going to try to be sanctimonious. I'm just going to be like, <laughs> women, we want better for you. Yeah. Do, d- just just do it. Do better. Do man. better. Drop the entitlement. Yeah. Because, th- let me not say it. <laughs> I was going to say something. Something that easily gets you taken off the airwaves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're on music time, yeah? Yeah, we are. All right, all right. Uh Music time for those of you who are first time listeners to the show or even returning listeners. Music time is when me and C's will play some songs that we like, you know, whatever we're feeling, whatever feels good to us. But of course, with copyrights and shit, we can't really play some some of the the chart topping songs. Mm. Uh, anyway, I'm going to play some music here. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. What do you got first today? Uh, oh, I'm so tempted to play some some label music. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing universal. Nothing universal. Let me play a jazzy song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a jazz remix. I don't think it'll oh, get okay. us caught out. This is by an artist called Marcel. He makes like jazz versions of some very popular songs. Mm-hmm. And this is his jazz remix of Cold Plays Adventure of a Lifetime. Okay, Enjoy. cool. 
Turn your magic on Umishit say Everything you want's a dream away And we are legends Every day That's what she told me mm. Turn your magic on To me she'd say Everything you want's a dream away Under this pressure Under this way We are diamonds Now I feel my heart beating I feel my heart underneath my skin And I feel my heart beating Oh, you make me feel Like I'm alive again to jazz that's a dope that's a dope mix that's a dope remix yeah. to that song. oddly enough he called this album this is not jazz <laughs> clearly it's jazz yeah that it's that's just a ironic album title considering he really made some smooth jazz songs yeah there. yeah that's uh, like a super hot fire saying that he's not a rapper <laughs> <laughs> you know it's it's cool to be edgy these days but edginess I think has been bordering on corny these days. Like everybody's yeah. trying to come up with their own gimmick that you know separates them. Mm. And yeah, sometimes just yeah, gimmicks can be corny. Like those gimmicks, do you know which people make use of gimmicks that I absolutely hate? It's which YouTubers. People? Oh yeah. yeah, I hate how every YouTuber has to like start their show by being like super loud and yeah, and charismatic and stuff. It's like, like that's not who you are. Yeah. Dude, we can see <laughs> we can see that's not who you are. Like, dude, just just introduce yourself. Like, yeah, it's it's cool. I'm here. I switched this video. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm here to hear what you have to say. Exactly. Yeah. But no. yeah, man. I it's the second half of the show. Uh, yeah. What do you yeah. think about our following? I don't know if you've looked at our <coughs> numbers recently. Following like like our the, listeners. The, uh, the streams. The streams, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that like we're not okay we're not in my own opinion, we're not the most charismatic people. Yes, we're opinionated, but we're not Hey guys, welcome <laughs> to our YouTube page. You know, yeah, those types of annoying. people. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, we're not annoying. <laughs> that that depends on which like group you ask. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure to the stringent, strident feminists, we're quite annoying. Um, but there's like a decent level of crowd retention. I think mm-hmm. there's a, a market for people who just have conversations in a regular tone and yeah. not not these uh five minute highlight reels of hectic you know like i don't know chewing bubblegum conversations yeah you know there's actually a, a market for people who sit down put their thoughts together in a rational way and then say them and then I, i've noticed that with our streams like 
even in like the hour mark, we retained 80% or 70% of our listeners. That's not to say that some people don't come back and finish the podcast. Yeah. But for an hour, people can maintain their concentration levels and like just hear what we have to say, like 80% of them. That's an amazing thing to me that this market that we've come out with, it's not the one that gets the most views, like those five-minute YouTube clips or the 60-second YouTube clips, but it's more and more becoming what people want. I don't know. I don't know if that means that the the five minute YouTubers are deteriorating. I don't think so. But more and more people like the long form conversations now. Yeah. I think uh, if you look as well with radio, right? Mm. You see often that there's people like a lot of people now don't like to listen to radio mm. because they feel like the conversations are not deep enough. Mm. Or if you like they're too short, yeah. you know what I mean. Even yeah. sometimes on like morning drives, I be l- I'll be listening to like seven or two or something. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, ah, you didn't need to cut the conversation. Like, yeah, keep it going, go deeper <laughs> into it. And mm. I think that's what now this form of podcasting that we're doing mm. it appeals to people because mm. they get the full richness of the conversation. Yeah. And it's something that makes you feel like you're in the room with the people as well. True, true. It doesn't just feel like it's a conversation with people who are so distant, if I can say. Mm. Like, But it, it's also a byproduct of the radio personality, right? Yeah. So the radio personality makes it seem as if they are this person talking from on high to their listeners, you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas with podcasting or with our podcast in particular, it seems as though people resonate with us as individuals yeah, and definitely. not as like these these far away, yeah, these far away figures that are, you know, millionaires and shit like that, you know what I mean? People feel more in touch with this kind of thing. Yeah, re- I think relatability is one of the best things you can offer as a content yeah. creator yeah or anyone that does anything that's in the media yeah the moment people cannot relate to you mm. everything falls out the window you that's now true. just seem like oh we're just watching your life yeah. unfold yeah as a part to feeling like we're actually in it with you yeah i know i noticed this with reality tv reality tv used to be so much more realistic, right? I, I watched the first episode of the first season of The Kardashians, dude. It's on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Those first few episodes, dude, and I tell you, they were so shit, bro. <laughs> but they were shit because they were not doing as much of the, like, you know where you set up a scenario? You know, they, they, yeah. don't contri- they weren't contriving anything. They were just living. Mm. And that was uninteresting, dude. Yeah. Right? And that's when they shifted to this, well, gradually shifted to this scripted, reality tv where it's like okay we're gonna do this situation you guys just talk about that situation yeah it's like nah dude no people don't like that anymore dude like people Mm. don't fuck with that it's not genuine it's too fabricated it's too it's inauthentic yeah so yeah no i think the relatability relatability factor of podcasts makes it stand out a lot more to people and i feel like and this is a scripted podcast. And you can achieve like that relatability of making me feel like I'm in the room with you yeah. in different ways. Yeah. Uh, I think a show that did this very well, right, mm. 
Now, the average human has absolutely zero chance of going to the NBA. Yeah. But you watch The Last Dance, and you literally feel at times like, I'm with this Bulls team. Yeah. Like, I'm with yeah. these dudes. Like, yeah. I'm here in the moment with them. Correct. I feel like I was there with yeah. them. Yeah. And they see there so there's like that way of doing it so well mm. that they documented their story so well that at mm. times i was like shit i'm in this room with michael bro like yeah, <laughs> i can real. feel the emotion of how important this next match is that's i don't true. even support this team yeah but i can feel it in the way they're just doing this show yeah no that's a fact so it's like you have to just do things in a, in a certain way mm. that like it has to just it has to touch a person basically mm. If you can't do that, then it comes off, like you say, with that Kardashian shit where it's mm. like, ah. So corny. Yeah. Like, the Kardashians is still entertaining because it's, like, uh, I think it's entertaining because of how fabricated it is now. Not because of how realistic it is, which is yeah. the opposite of what reality TV was meant to be. Exactly. So, yeah, I think a lot of the fights that they set up are just fake. You know, the conversation that they have is like, you don't really think that. Mm. I think this whole thing of uh, Kim wanting to be a, a lawyer, you know. <laughs> she, okay, fine. Fair enough. She's using her powers for good, and I appreciate that. Yeah. But I also think it's contrived. I don't think she has any real passion for it. Maybe she did get a bit of that gene from her dad, but I don't think so. Mm. I just think that she's doing it because it's interesting for people yeah. looking in. Opportunity. Opportunity. Exactly. But anyways, yeah, no, that was just a little tangent. Um, one of the things that I want to talk about, something that really bothered me, somebody on my WhatsApp status uh, posted a status, and it said, we don't talk enough about the problems of privileged kids. Our focus is always on the underprivileged kids. Okay? Mm-hmm. Then the... Uh, correlation or the parallel that she tried to draw with that is that you're telling me she said that you're telling me if I'm in the waiting room of a hospital with a black eye and somebody else is in a body cast that I'm less worthy of medical attention than the person in the body cast and I'm like you could not have made a worse comparison. You couldn't have made a worse comparison because, yes, the person in the body cast is worthy yeah. of medical attention more so than you. That's how they prioritize things mm. in emergency rooms, right? They go according to, okay, that's a broken leg. That's a bloody nose, broken nose. And then yeah. you got to like kind of quantify which one is more severe than the other one. So, like... um devoid of what her point was i thought it was an interesting question that how do you like quantify people's problems in society because the parallel that i was drawing in my mind was that you could be a rich family but your family structure is fucked like your your parents are at odds they're going through a divorce but on the opposite side of the coin there's a poor family that is doing relatively well Right in yeah. terms of their family structure, their familial, like they're happier. Yeah, but they're poor. Mm. So how do you, how how do you think those how do, how do you think you can quantify people's problems based on their privilege? I think there's everyone has their own reality. Yeah, I think um, I, I'll u- I'll use a YouTube video I watched just yesterday mm. as an example. Mm. 
I was watching this video of this guy who has like a whole entire warehouse, right? Yeah. Of like cars and like some of the most luxurious cars in the world. Yeah. Like Bugattis and stuff. And he was talking about like the problems of having a Bugatti as a daily driver. Like why he doesn't daily drive one of his four Bugattis that he owns. Shit. So he's here driving it during the video. He's just talking about, you know, fuel costs and everything. Mm. And at any point, and there was a part in the video where he said, you know, you might be watching this and you might think this guy's literally telling us the problem of owning a Bugatti. <laughs> but then he said, but then again, this is my reality. Right, right. That's very That important. was such a key thing for him to say. Yeah. That it's the reality of his life, mm. where he's at financially and he's all his relationships. Mm. That's his problems. Mm. To us, we might look at him and go, you're so rich, you shouldn't have any problems. That's not true. That's not true. Mm. Um, So I think people shouldn't compare. I think where that woman went wrong Mm. is the comparison of saying, my problems are not less than or equal to Mm. someone less privileged than me. Mm. Leave that that chat alone. Mm. Just say that I experience problems and they are valid. That's, I think, like, how we quantify them, that yeah. everyone's problems are valid. Yeah, because they seem um, inescapable or too, yeah. like, too heavy to, to bear to some people, no matter how trivial we might think it is, right? So we might think, oh, you're rich, dude. You shouldn't really be complaining. But then you look at, okay, Will Smith and Jada, they went through mm. that whole August Alsina thing. Like, with all the money in the world, you can't stop infidelity from happening. Exactly. All, yeah, like, it's still a problem, right? But, yeah, like, I think it's more cushiony if you have the money. Because, <laughs> like, this is the thing. Brain chemistry is brain chemistry. Mm. Um, pain doesn't... Your Like, no one's brain goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to send these pain messages to all the transmitters in my brain to say, mm. yeah, make it a little less severe because I'm rich. Mm. It doesn't do that. No, it doesn't. <laughs> your it body doesn't. feels pain. Yeah, Your heart feels, your emotions, you mm. feel them the mm. same, whether you're rich mm. or privileged or not. Mm. So, the same thing you feel of, the same pain you feel if you're broke and you're like, oh, man, I'm getting evicted mm. tomorrow. I can't mm. afford to stay here anymore. Yeah. It it sounds a bit dicky what I'm about to say, but it's also the same pain, like, in terms of brain chemistry yeah. that the other guy halfway around the world feels when he goes, oh, man, it's raining and I can't drive my convertible today. Yeah, it's the, no, it's, it, it sounds like yeah. such different worlds. Like I'm yeah. getting evicted, you're crying because you can't take the top down of your car <laughs> because of the weather. But both yeah. of you are feeling the same pain. It's yeah. just that your realities yeah. are so different. Yeah, no, I, f- I I feel that Chad. That is very very interesting. So basically, it's to me the parallel that I was trying to draw to it was that somebody asked me why I don't go to church anymore why i don't believe in the christian doctrine anymore i said it's because of the life that i was living right i don't necessarily agree with the hypocrisy that many people that proclaim to live this way you know they like like they're so convinced like their convictions are so much that you feel like those people are perfect right yeah and of course nobody's perfect they they sin in their own ways so that's what i was trying to say like don't judge somebody else for sinning in one way 
when mm. you sin in a different way. Just because you guys sin in different ways, per se, doesn't mean that one sin is more heavy than the exactly. other sin. So one of the things that my colleague was saying to me is like, yeah, I was supposed to be one of the servers at church and whatever. And I was like, nah, maybe I, I shouldn't be the representative of that because of the life that I was living at the time. He says, he was just running through these girls, bro. He was just running through them. And he's very devoted to his, his doctrine. And you can see it. Yeah. But he was just running through these girls. And he's like, nah, maybe I shouldn't be the representative of that mm. because of the life that I've been living. Yeah. And the thing, th- the thing that he was saying, the problem that he has is the same problem that I, that I have with people in those types of structures is that these people are so, this word, sanctimonious. They always act like they're holier than thou and everybody else is beneath them, right? Yeah. And you, you never know they could be sinning in a different way because, look, man, wearing cotton and linen by the Bible standards is a sin. You don't mix those two fabrics. Eating shellfish is a sin. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? Masturbating or sex before marriage, those are all considered sins, right? Yeah. So you can't judge somebody for living one way, but you're living just as badly, Just but you're, you're doing it differently. Exactly. And I think that's the comparison between not being able to really quantify people's problems from a position of privilege or disprivilege. Like, you guys are experiencing the same type of turmoil, the same type mm. of pain, agony, suffering. But it just seems trivial to people who are underprivileged. Yeah, I think there's a very dangerous uh, line of thinking mm. that some people have where they believe if you're rich, you can't experience stress, mm. depression, pain, mm. which completely, it's a lie. And it's often the people that are the most privileged that experience that the most. Exactly. Yeah. Because I think, you know, a uh, financial lack of financial wealth mm-hmm. papers over other cracks in your life. Mm. Because it then becomes easy for you to attribute all your stress and sadness and turmoil to finances. Mm. It becomes easy to say, my life would be so much better as long as I didn't have this debt, this financial mm, debt. Mm. But then once that financial debt is sorted, yeah. let's just say you won the fucking lottery or something. Yeah. Now you have to deal with other problems, which you find out were not caused by finances. Mm. Your relationships, your estranged relationships with pre old friends, family members, yeah, yeah. all of that. Money doesn't solve that. Yeah. You have to now get that's a problem you have to solve on an emotional level, yeah. And then right. you can't do that, and you slip into depression and all of that. Mm. Your addictions to things, or your vices, mm. like, yeah. So, right now, when you're broke, it's easy to be like, If I wasn't broke, I'd be happy. But <laughs> when you get to the place you want to be financially, mm. you're gonna find out that there's a lot of other stumbling blocks you have to absolutely to fix, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a fact. It's just that right now it's easy to just put on the blinkers and say this is all that's causing me pain in life right now. But it's just not true. Yeah, I think money. Yeah, what you're saying is very true. Money definitely makes things better, but it doesn't solve the problem. It's a it's a short term fix, right? So mm. you can never really. 
yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. I, th- I don't think I can really add add to that. You, you can never really fix problems with money, right? It only yeah. solves short-term issues. If you need... It's like comfort eating. You know, those people, those yeah. girls specifically, they get really sad and they eat all the junk food, right? Mm. It makes you feel better because junk food does send some endorphins to your brain that makes yeah. you feel better. But once that wears off and you're taking your dump and it's all out of your <laughs> system, <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, the pain is still there. The heartbreak, the feelings that I'm feeling are still there. Yeah. And it requires actual work to overcome them. So it it requires swallowing your pride, women. It requires mm. you to actually go back and be like, this is where I went wrong. And then to tell the other person how you feel. Say you're sorry. And maybe that's how you'll start building the relationship back up again. But money does not do that. You can give yeah. anybody 50K and they won't forgive you, dude. Because exactly. sometimes things run deeper than just the, you know, you rip someone off. Let's say, for instance, fucking Rory and Maul. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Joe gives them each a million and say, hey, dude, I'm sorry for everything that happened. Here's a million. It's like, no, dude. Yeah. You actually disrespected us in the deepest way possible. This is never going to fix it, dude. Like, disrespect, like, what you were saying the other week about respect, I, I came to, I came to realize how important it is in my own relationship, right? At the smallest sliver of disrespect, it can take you to a dark place, bro. Mm. Where you feel disrespected by your partner or by a loved one, it can take you to a very dark place. Because maybe maybe it's true that all men really want in relationships is respect. Maybe that maybe that is a true statement. Because you can act like you don't love me. Show me <laughs> that sliver of disrespect that I was shown. And that could send me to a dark place, bro. Like, yeah. it, it could send me to a place of not wanting to touch you, not wanting to speak to you, not yeah, wanting to your, look your at you. Your whole attitude changes. Your attitude can change. Because it's like, how dare this person disrespect me in that way? Mm. Like, how how dare you? Where, like, at what point did our relationship get to the point where you feel like you could do something like that? Yeah. Or say something like that or act like that? Like, that fucks up relationships. And no amount of money can remedy that. True. There's no amount of money that can remedy that. Like, yeah, there are some things that you just need to face, dude. Like, rule rule number two, I think it is, like, stand up straight with your shoulders back. That shows that you're ready to face a problem, right? And I think that's what people need to do, like, when, when, solving, when solving issues, man. Money, money is a short-term fix. That's basically it. Yeah. Yeah, money is a short-term fix. You'll never solve all your problems. Yeah, no. In fact, it, it creates... More problems. I think that's what a lot of celebrities will, will tell you. A lot of musicians, rappers, and stuff yeah. like that. It's like, um, Roy said it very well in a song. He says, um, no one ever blows up your phone just to talk. I don't make money just to loan it to y'all. Mm. Like, now he's talking about his yeah. problems as somebody who's got money now. Like, yeah. all these people that weren't saying shit before, they're calling you now, right? They're calling like, <laughs> Nobody just blows up your phone just to talk anymore. They want they want favors yeah. now from you. They they, they don't want to just kick the shit the exactly. way you used to. That, like, that conversation is gonna lead to yeah. So man, can you can you spot me just a yeah a could, grand, grand or something? Or something. <laughs> it's like no, no, nobody blows up your phone just to talk. Listen, mm. I don't make money just to loan it to y'all. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man, rap is a beautiful thing, but that 
that statement is so true in every aspect. You like yeah. When once you start getting money, the problems begin to pile up. More money, more problems. Exactly. Like they've been saying this for centuries, dude. Because now everyone else yeah. who's somewhat close to you feels like you can solve their financial issues. Their financial issues, and that's just gonna be a burden on you. Now you're not only paying for all your bills as somebody who has money. By the way, the more money you make, like we were saying last year, last week. The more money you make, the more bills you have. Yeah, the more right? you're going to spend. The more you're going to spend. So don't think just because I'm I'm worth $2 million now or I made $2 million last year that I've got $2 million available to exactly. me right now. No, dude, my expenses are high. <laughs> my expenses, you know, there's bodyguards, there's studio <laughs> time. <laughs> like these guys yeah. have actual real expenses. But anyways, money can sometimes generate more problems than you initially had mm. in your previous life. Like... Lack of money, fine, is one thing, you know? It's about yeah. survival now. It's cold. There's no heat in the house. But then an excess of money is like, shit, dude. Yeah. All these people with their hands out wanting favors now. Nobody wants to talk to me as a friend anymore. Everybody wants something like, exactly. as a favor. It's like, nah, do you remember that time when we were kids and I did this and this and this? Like, nigga. It's not the same. It's not the same exactly. thing, dude. Yes, you were my friend and you did that, but then I haven't heard from you, from you for the last two years. Now that you know that I'm getting some bread. No, no, no. Money, money, money creates problems. Money does create dude. problems and it creates legal problems as well. Yeah. Yeah. The IRS, the SARS, mm. <laughs> <laughs> SARS will come after your ass, man. They're doing audits on people like nobody's mm. business. That's one government department that works so well. Dude. <laughs> Funny enough. But like, you know, whenever there's an excess of income coming into your account, they know about it somehow. Mm. That's you, wild. You got to be able to explain. <laughs> <laughs> you better be able to explain. No, but no, that that's, that's basically what I wanted to talk about there, man. Like people's issues vary. Uh, cross financially, cross culturally, cross all of these different yeah. categories, and like another thing is, don't ever tell someone else what I'm going through is worse than what you're going through. Yeah. Don't ever do that to someone. Yeah. No, that that's that's a horrible yeah, way to start. That's also mad disrespectful. Because mm. I know a lot of people like to do that. They'll like come up to someone. They'll be like. Oh, can you help me with this? You say no, I'm going through whatever, and they're like, "Okay, but my problem is bigger than yours." It's mm. like, no, don't ever do that to someone. Mm. Just understand, guys. We all have our own life's issues. Mm. So, like, yeah, man, deal with your thing. Know that other people are dealing with their things. How do you feel about that? Um, that thing that was on the internet of, like, when somebody comes to you and tells you what their problem is. And then you make it about yourself or you, you share your own opinion about it, but from your own point of view or your past experience. Like, let's say, for instance, I say, yo, dude, I had this one experience with a girl and she did this and this and this. And then instead of, I don't know, responding to what I'm saying to you, you give me an experience that you had and say, I went through this and this and this. Do you think that's constructive or deconstructive in conversations? Because I think it's constructive. I think it's, it cons- it's constructive. Same. I think... It's nice to know that someone else is going through something similar Similarly, to you. Right, right. You know, that you have that shared understanding. Mm. As opposed to if I just tell you my problem, right? Uh, yeah, I went through X, Y, Z, whatever, mm. hand, mm. And then you just go, oh, damn, bro, sorry, man. Like, tell mm. me more. And then I tell you, it's like, oh, howdy, boy. Like, yeah, no, that, that's... Then 
I just walk away from that thing like, okay, cool, you know, like you you listened to me. Mm. But at the same time, I'm also kind of be like, does he uh, even hear me? Did like, he actually like understand what I was saying? To yeah, him? like does he, he doesn't understand. Yeah, like he only can say sorry, yeah. but he doesn't understand. But if you tell me that, ah, oh, dude, the same thing happened to me. Yeah, then I'm like, someone else gets it. Like, yeah, you know, even if better, yeah. even if we don't have a solution. Someone else gets it. They yeah. know how I feel. I'm not crazy for feeling the way I feel. Yeah, because some people will be like, you, you tell them what your problem is, and they'll be like, nah, that's nothing. You should have seen what happened. That I don't like. Yeah. Like when somebody disregards what your problem is or what your experience was, and they're like, no, that's nothing, dude. I went through this and this and this. Like, yes, okay, they're empathizing, but they're showing me that they actually, okay, they're not empathizing. They're showing me that they've went through, they've gone through something similar, but they're not, empathizing yeah they're just saying it and they're disregarding exactly the thing that i'm telling them just to one-up me like it shouldn't be about one-upping somebody it should be like oh we're having a conversation i'm telling you how i feel it's serious to me and now Mm. you should be like okay this is something that happened to me that's similar exactly serious to me it shouldn't ever be about like disregarding yeah the person Yeah, yeah definitely people should never do that it's a bad feeling dude I think we've all experienced somebody like that that always yeah. tries to one up you. Like you try to tell them something, and they're like, "Yeah, that's nothing." <laughs> I've yeah. gone through so much worse shit. Like, why is it always about oppression? <laughs> why is oppression such a desirable thing? Like, we like to feel like victims so Bro, much, dude. It's why? so strange. It's very strange, dude. I've thought about it a lot. Like, why do we want to feel this way? Like, why do we like it? I and why do we always want to feel more oppressed than somebody else or more victimized than somebody else? I think, like, people want to get sympathy from everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if you're struggling to get praise, it's easy to get sympathy mm. in a way. Like, yeah, if mm. I can't get praise for what I'm doing, I can definitely get people to feel sorry for me. I hate being pitied, bruh. <laughs> That's one thing I hate, bruh. But I think it's also a circumstance of what your upbringing is. Like, if... Listen, bruh, if you're a rich kid or a kid of some privilege and somebody feels sorry for you, wouldn't you feel like, no, nigga, don't feel sorry for me, bruh. Like, look at all the stuff that I have. Yeah. Like, no, just share your experience and, and, you know, that's it. Don't look for the sympathy. Mm. Like... Okay, it depends what you're also talking about. Are you talking about, like, domestic abuse? Or are you talking about something, you know, that warrants pity? Or are you talking about, like, oh, man, I lost 15K on crypto this month. Like, you lost 15K on crypto. I'm not feeling sorry for you, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You lost 15K on crypto. You've got another 15 somewhere, bro. Like, you've got Mm. another 100 or something somewhere. Like, yeah, I think it's just uh, rich people should never want pity. I don't. I don't think that's something that they should look for. Mm. I hate it when rich people do <laughs> that shit, dude. Okay. Also, Chrissy Teigen. That's a a fair example. She lost her baby. Like she gave birth to a stillborn. Oh yeah, yeah. I, remember I think that, that. warrants sympathy because that's more of a human thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> but not. Oh my God! Fifteen k on crypto. It's been a terrible month. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah, that's not really. Yeah, if you're losing money on investment, if you weren't scammed, if you got scammed, maybe I can feel pity for you. But this like, is the mm. thing now. But if it's when something it, like crypto, like you invested into yeah. something and it just went bad, yeah. then it's like you weren't scammed. It just went bad. But if it's like, oh no, I gave someone my money and 
they promised me one, two, three, and then they mm. didn't deliver and disappeared. Or some shit, yeah. Then it's like, oh, okay, I feel pity for you. It's like, damn, you got scammed. But at the same time, somebody's problems are lesser than our own. Like, that's somebody's problem now, right? Mm. We can't necessarily that say that that, pro- that person's problem doesn't warrant your sympathy or doesn't warrant your, like, affection towards it. Yeah. Because... Okay, losing fifteen k on fifteen crypt- uh, k on crypto versus somebody losing their job. It's it's different worlds, but similar feelings, right? Yeah. You're, you're I guess it just goes back to his book. It's it's each person's reality. But that's yeah. bullshit. Though. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is kind of what I'm saying. Like you're losing fifteen k, you're putting fifteen k of your own money. It's not fifteen k the last of your money. Okay, it's fifteen k that you okay maybe you saved it and. You know, there's still some more, but it's not 15k of your last month. You didn't lose it all. You just lost 15k. I cannot equate that to somebody who's lost their bread, right? They're the breadwinner. Yeah. I cannot equate those two problems in my mind. Like emotionally, yeah. I can't attach it's, the same it's feelings. It's difficult to, them. to do that. Yeah. But like I said, this way it becomes a thing of a problem is a problem. Shit. You see, because otherwise, then we go risk being hypocrites by now. We're <laughs> backtracking. Say, actually, some well, problems are bigger than others. I'm trying to fragment the problems into smaller bits, dude. The problem of somebody going through domestic abuse, but they're still rich, versus somebody going through, okay, they're poverty stricken, but they're relatively happier, however you measure the happiness. Those two things are harder to separate. But I'm talking about somebody who lost fifteen thousand dollars or fifteen thousand rands on crypto, but they're fine otherwise. Versus somebody who lost their job and has no other stream of income. I cannot equate the two things emotionally. Like if I had to ad- attach an emotion to the guy who lost fifteen thousand but still has much more to lose, versus somebody who lost their only stream of income, a household that lost their only stream of income. Yeah. It's hard to attach the same feelings yeah, or yeah. feelings of empathy or something to it to both of them i guess it becomes i think it also becomes a case of closer like what's closer to your reality like who can you relate more to okay because i feel like okay, the enough. guy in the crypto circle who has a, a lot of wealth mm. his wealthy friends will sympathize with him and be like damn bro mm. Like mm. damn, we gonna get you some coochie, bro. You gonna be good. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, my, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I feel because like. they will understand like how, how he's living. Yeah. So I think it just depends. Like, like we say, relatability, man. Mm. Like in the middle to lower middle class, mm. we can relate to like financial struggles more and mm. understand those emotions because we also feel like, damn, I'm literally like too two paychecks, two missed paychecks away mm. from being in that shit. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like we we'll, we know that we struggle more. But if we were, like, on the other end of the scale, oh, my bad, playing the game up there, yeah, then we'd be like, uh, dude, like, I feel you, like, losing an investment. Yeah. Like, it hurts. Like, yeah. So I just guess it just depends on who we can relate more easier to. No, like, I want to ask a rich person, though. Because I feel like, <laughs> sorry to cut you off, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I feel like 
that other week where we spoke about the corruption and stuff, yeah. Mm, mm. And we said, don't these guys ever look at like the poor people and feel bad? Yeah. And I actually thought about, I was like, they probably don't. Yeah. They not that they don't feel bad, but they don't do the first part. They probably don't look at the poor people. Yeah. They yeah, don't look yeah. at people they don't relate to. Mm. Their focus is on their neighbors who also live in mansions and everything. That's where their that's where their eye line is at. Yeah. They yeah. don't see the rest of us. <laughs> do you know what Shit. I mean? Yeah, that's, that's so they don't have one. time to feel our pain. Because they're so busy trying to catch up to their neighbors. And yeah, they only feeling people who's in their level's pain. Cause that's what they relate to. But that's odd to me because we're we're talking about people. What what we were talking about that week was people at governmental level, right? Yeah. And how they do corruption. And one of the things that we said is some of those, a lot of those people, probably the majority of those people, come from poverty, so they should be able to empathize more, right? Yeah. Other than somebody who's just been born into it their whole lives, right? You know what poverty looks like. Even though you don't see it in your old age, you don't have to. See, you don't have to look at it. You don't have to experience it, but you know what it's like, and therefore you should know better than what you're doing. That's what we were saying the other week. Like we're talking about people who lived one way and became another way. Yeah. Yeah, and that makes it a complicated issue. It's it's just you'll never know until you're in the situation. I guess it's one of those things. Because mm. yeah, yeah, no. That's all from my from my side. I don't have anything else on my docket. Yeah, I only I only wanted to speak about those entitlement. Yeah, I just want to talk about people's problems. Um, that's episode eighty nine. We're so close to a hundred, bruh. We're getting there. Oh man, we're getting there. So close to a hundred. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. Wait, what year is it? It's twenty twenty one. Oh right fuck, twenty twenty two. Anyways, we'll be on a hundred. No, we'll we'll, be oh, in, we'll yeah. make it this year. We'll make it this year. Eleven. Yeah, 11 we'll weeks. make it this we'll, year. We'll definitely yeah, make, we'll it, make this it this year. year. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah, that's all from my side. It's cold, guys. Keep warm out there. Yeah, keep it's streaming fucking the pod. Freezing. Stay inside and stream the pod. <laughs> yeah, man. Listen to the pod while yeah. you cook, while you yeah have sex, while yeah. you yeah. Man, I feel like my voice and Caesar's voices are very soothing for your intimate times. No, no homo. No, 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 no. No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to listen to the part while I while you're stroking. <laughs> yeah, no ways, dude. You don't want to hear people talking about poverty. While you're <laughs> <sex>. <laughs> like, imagine you're stroking, then you hear, "Ha, what about AIDS?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yes. Dude, that'll give you a flacido very quickly, bro. <laughs> a flacido very, very quickly. <laughs> uh, no ways, bro. Ha, huh, what about AIDS? <laughs> and you're like, you're looking around like, dang, bro, I thought you was trying to set the mood. <laughs> Shit. Uh, but yeah, but that's, that's a wrap from us. Shout out to everyone who listens to our show. Thank you for all the streams. Mm. Thank you for everyone who's listening to our back catalog. We appreciate that. Mm. Uh, Yeah, follow us. Continue to support us. We love you guys. Oh, yeah. Sorry. For people who are listening to the back catalog, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> sorry. Like, I'm genuinely very sorry. Anything, like, before episode 50, I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
I'm so sorry, man, for like the bad audio quality, you know, the bad takes on things. Like that was a very dark period of our lives. Like, man, I'm not sorry, man. That was fire. Yeah, that dude. was a fire time. It got us here. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. It's not for the weak, the pod. It's not. Yeah, no, it's not. You need to have thick skin to listen to this pod. Uh, you need to be able to. You need to be able to differentiate between what's a debate and what's a fight. Yeah. A lot of people struggle yeah. with that. Yeah. You know, so put the emotions to the side mm. and debate with us. Don't fight with us. Debate if you mm-hmm. want to challenge something. Yeah. You want to be like, that was wrong. Don't come. That was wrong. I'm so pissed off. No, come yeah. and be like, I think that was wrong because of one, two, three reasons. Yeah. Yeah. What's your guys' opinion now to yeah. my, my debate to you? Because it's very easy to do that, and you you'll make us lose interest. You'll, you whoever you're talking to in that way, you'll you'll make them lose interest very quickly. Yeah. If you come in a very combative way, I don't know. It's not gonna. Exactly. It's usually gonna end in me telling you to shut the fuck up and leave me alone. Because yeah. I can't talk to people like that. One of the issues that I was having, again, in a social setting, is people talking over other people. Mm. I hate that so much. I think it's so disrespectful. It's like. This person started talking, and then you tap me on the shoulder, and you start speaking to me. Now I'm in between. Both <laughs> you, like, like, now who do I listen to? I think it's the worst yeah. thing. Like, this is the way dialogue works, guys. Person A speaks, you listen to them. That's the communication cycle. I'm sure you've done this as well. Mm. The receiver, no homo, <laughs> and the, <laughs> the person <laughs> transmitting the message, yeah. the transmitter, right? He talks, the receiver is receiving the message. You listen, and then when that person is done speaking, you respond directly to what they've said. That's the way a conversation works mm. for people who don't exactly. understand conversations. Stop speaking, even in podcasts. Guys, please stop speaking over each other. Yeah. It makes it so difficult to listen to, and it makes it hard to find which side of the fence that you'd like to sit on yeah especially group podcasts group podcasts where it's like five or six people in a room and they're oh. all shouting over each other oh. it's terrible it's horrible 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 you can have the best lighting the best audio the best everything but if you guys are all talking over each other i'm switching i'm switching it off dude like it's mm. hard it's it's just so hard but anyways um that's a different tangent everybody have a great week out there stay safe stay warm stay alive arrive alive arrive alive yeah, man. Drive safe. Yeah. Uh, drink safely. Mm. Social mm. distance safely. Everything. Just yeah. ube safety, guys. Ube safety. <laughs> <laughs> Nibe safety, guys. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Episode 89. See you guys next week.